0: And Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring.
2: Oh, and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by another one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Hamphlet from What Culture. To look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and YouTube, <sighs> where we do daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown, but it's a, a show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh. AW Dynamite, AW Collision, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions, and a round of the week complete. With the a quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, they're joined by to Look ahead to SmackDown tonight and the uh, road to crown jewel.
3: Music's got me feeling so free. We're going to celebrate, celebrate, and dance with me. One more show because this is a double taping tonight. Of course, yes. So, uh, what we get tonight, of course, we're going to have to avoid hearing about the aftermath for seven days. This used to be really tricky in the very brief period that almost nobody remembers now, where Rampage was goaded. We had a really kind and engaged with AEW listenership who would attend the shows and then let us know uh, in the DMs. Yeah. I was at Rampage. This was good. It was awesome because nobody ever gave you spoilers. Yeah. It was always just like, this match is worth going out your way to watch. This match is worth going out your way to watch. That did happen. Like, I know people think it's like when you see in those films where there's like a um, soda can machine in the desert. It's like a mirage. That did actually happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, WWE is so hot that for the first time ever that I can remember, might there be like a double taping where you've got to work very hard to avoid spoilers? Probably. I feel like that, because Roman Reigns is on the show tonight, is he not? Indeed. Uh, for the contract signing. But they know what... So funny f- if he's not on next week's show, yeah. Well, right. well, this is it, right? They come know what... backstage, but come on. They know what they're doing. So they've got him for the whole night, for the four hours, whatever it is, the five hours. They're going to be presumably having something in the contract signing tonight that sets up. Yeah. One last thing next week. So it kind of... It sort of feels like we should be previewing two things because one's got to lead to another. But then I don't want to know any sooner what Roman Reigns is going to be up to. No. I'm saying Roman Reigns, it's all the characters, but you have to be honest, it's specifically him, because they have just established this world where he's a special guest in it that just happens to be the WWE champion. So, this contract signing with LA Knight would normally be the go-home angle, would normally be the, uh, someone's going to go through the table, maybe not go through it, because it's Roman's big one that he likes to sit on the end of, but somebody's going to get attacked, it's going to get tipped, whatever. Jimmy's going to go through the table. Jimmy, if anyone's going through the table, it's going to be Jimmy, but is it almost like creatively they need to leave a little something behind for the following, mm-hmm. in inverted commas, week's show. So I'm trying to measure my expectations is what I'm saying. Of all of that. I'm trying to measure what they can do tonight because they know that, that live crowd needs to be just as hot the following week because yes. if there's one thing WWE would not do is uh, sweeten the sound. Exactly. So they need that crowd <laughs> to be just as hot with absolutely no phony fakery. Yeah, nothing would ever beat...
2: Uh, Daft Punk in the Las Vegas sphere, but Nothing. this doubleheader could welcome close. <laughs> yeah, full disclosure, that's what we were talking about before we started, so for a bit giddy.
3: Oh, I, I just...
2: Herodynamic for, in the sphere. How
3: do we start with this, right? For those that don't know, um, and it has been sort of everywhere on social media, but I appreciate social media itself is a sphere if you think about oh. it like a bubble. Um, hey, man, be the big triangular. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy builds a sphere and it's a triangle. It's like, <laughs> Jeff, the, Jeff, the acoustics are fucking sh- you built a pyramid, like you idiot. <laughs> That's okay, so a peroxide, Jan. <laughs> the noises bounce off the corners, and it actually sounds better because you can't hear the notes. <laughs> um, yeah, the Las Vegas Sphere is, um, well, the best. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they uh, they built this very, very Vegasy thing. It's a big old ball, and they've got the most sophisticated LED light strip set up on the exterior of the building so that it can morph into pretty much anything. We were in Vegas in May and had no idea because it was just a big square scaffold and you, all you saw was like, eh, it's just something that's getting built, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then one morning, the residents of Vegas woke up. Oh, bloody 100 foot eye looking at them. They a <laughs> the in the middle of the fucking night. So, like, that's very Vegas. And then I think you two have got it for a month. And then I guess, like, other bands will probably do long stretches there. Because it's not the biggest venue. It's not like this isn't a Wembley thing. No. Nope. Like, it's not a... It's not the biggest. It's not even got, like, this sort of... Uh, I guess it's not a very flexible thing. Inside the stage has got to be at the back, and you've got to have like a bleacher seats. It's possibly the first venue where the higher up you are, the better the view is. Mm-hmm. I would guess eighteen thousand people seated, twenty thousand people standing. Right, so like it's it's never going to have these like record setting numbers, but it's going to be the place that you're going to want to tell your friends you were at. It's going to be want to be the place where, in this era where increasingly phones have become more of a like. The enemy of the live experience because there's so many phones that go up, you almost feel like half the time you're watching the stage through somebody's like iPhone screen, you're gonna want to capture these moments. It's actually giving you something live that you can show to others that isn't. I mean, you must have looked at this before. Hey, look, I was at it? this kid, come and have a look at this video. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's awful. Worst. If somebody went to the sphere and they said, Do you want to have a look at your video? That's all you'd want to stare at for the next five hours. Yeah. Millions of tiny lights creating absolutely any effect you can think of. Again, go and search it. And Wilborn, as we walked into the studio this morning, literally as we walked into the studio, just decided to say when I'm supposed to concentrate on not one, but two uh, wrestling TV shows uh, while Sidgwick's off today, just said, I, apropos of absolutely nothing, imagine if Daft Punk played this sphere. Uh, I And I kind of resent you for that, Wilborn, <laughs> because that's all I'm going to imagine for approximately six to eight, Years, uh, while Daft Punk don't we play were re- The We remortgaging on our houses straight away, weren't we? Well, the thing about Daft Punk playing The Sphere uh, is that they'd probably run like, they'd run it for about a year. It's Vegas, isn't it? So you do residences. Yeah. Really worried about how long Kylie's is going to last next year because I was certain there was going to be a tour and now she's signed and sealed in Vegas. I'm quite nervous about that. But um, they'd probably run about a year. Just spinning around in The Sphere. Oh, my God. Press the button, please.
1: Oh, my God.
3: Uh, the song in there would be good, too. The... <laughs> Daft Punk were always known. I saw Daft Punk once at a festival. You um, lucky bit! I saw Daft Punk at Ness Festival. Oh, yeah. A Loch Ness dance festival by, by the Loch. And uh, it was amazing. They were in a big tent. It would just went off. And even in a big tent at a festival, the light and sound show was really impressive. They carted quite the staging area mm. inside for something that traditionally isn't known for it. In the most malleable and technologically advanced venue in human history... Daft Punk, I think, would make you feel like you're in space. Mm. I think they would render actual space travel pointless because NASA are offering you, Adam Wilborn, a free ticket to shoot space Mm. or you have the opportunity to go and see Daft Punk in the sphere. What are you picking?
2: Daft Punk in
3: the sphere. So you're rejecting seeing parts of the universe that like a minority of the entire human race will ever see. This thing that billionaires have petty little dick measuring contests over, you would reject that to go and Mm. see Daft Punk in the sphere.
2: Hey, and I'm saving the environment as well. What's that do it? That is also the reason I'm choosing that. Also, there's a uh, the Sphere Experience, a film commissioned by Darren Aronofsky. Right. <laughs> featuring Aura, the real-life humanoid robot, and I think I'd regress back
3: to Ex Machina and want to shag a robot, so. <coughs> as long as you don't regress to Requiem for a Dream. That was an Aronofsky, wasn't it? Was it Aronofsky? Did he do Requiem for a Dream? That's a big game. He did do Pie? Not, it wasn't a film about American Pie. <laughs> well, I was going to say, nobody shags a pie. It's the man. He did recommend for a yeah. yeah, and he did two pie. Did pie isn't Black Swan. Black Swan. Mother! As well. And Mother. And the wrestler, obviously. And, and a whale. Oh, I've not seen a whale yet. I've not seen it either. I started watching The Whale on a plane to Vegas, oddly enough. Mm. Ties it all together. And uh, it was too sad. There was a bit of turbulence, <laughs> and I was like, I need something much lighter. Yeah. I think I found, like, it was either like episodes of Friends or something. I was like, it was quite bad turbulence. I was like, I need a bit of channel to get me through this. So like, everything's fine. Like, the whale was like, oh, this is going to get pretty heavy. And uh, the plane sh- is shaking more. My drink just fell over. <laughs> it's uh, it, it, I understand if there was that level of turbulence, why you might have a situation similar to Anthony Bowen's. You know? So, yeah, contracts are in
2: between <laughs> Roman Reigns and Helena. Uh, and I'm just so excited to uh, see Jimmy Uso interact with the tribal chief after... Running the quarterback play?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I want Jimmy Uso tonight to have a piece of paper and them tease, right? And Paul Heyman's, like, outside the door. You know, like when it was Sammy Zane, it like, oh, come in. Like, Jimmy's pretty much there now. So he's got this piece of paper, and Heyman's like, not now, not now. I just, just need to see the chief. I'm just going to walk straight in. Just please leave it in solo. Like, stands in front, you know, puts his shoulder in. And Jimmy's like... Hey, all right, Zola so puts <laughs> high five, gets nothing, nothing yet again. again. No worries, anyway, I've got a match against whoever it See you later. Uh, and he's like, dealt with that problem. And then they have a match, something like that. And he comes back, or oh, like he's in the contract signing, and Roman's like having this very serious standoff with LA Knight. Yeah. And they're having their back and forth, and LA Knight's like showing his confidence, and peacocking as only he can do. Dropping his dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Which he started using at live shows. And Roman is uh, getting kind of pissed off. Not threatened, but pretty annoyed that this Ellen knight got a bit more about him than he would have assumed. Roman's thinking, I made Sammy doubt himself. Kind of eviscerated Cody. Mm -hmm. Stopped him finishing the story. Uh, I put Jay back in his box at SummerSlam. Cena. Yeah, Cena's, Cena's like a dot to him now. Like, how is this human cereal box?
1: He's going to <laughs>
3: Suddenly put himself in the position that he can be a challenger to me. And he's like, he's really, he's doing that Roman thing where he's trying so hard to nail the exact thing to say to put this guy down for good before they've even locked up. L.A. Funny, I didn't see you in L.A. That kind of thing. And he sits back in his chair. Just, he's about to lean forward. Jesus' is there again. He puts a piece of paper right in front of his Jimmy. face. Jimmy, you saw that. puts a piece of paper right in front of his face.
1: What the fuck is <laughs>
3: And it's a receipt for the fine he had to pay. <laughs> yes. 15 grand, was it? 10, 15, something it's like a that, son. yeah. So I'm chief, 10 grand. Can I expense this, please? Wise man, you see this. <laughs> and LA Knight then uses that and he says, look, your own family's a joke. Like, LA Knight eats 10 grand for breakfast and sits out 15, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Like, like your own family's a joke. This guy's a clown. I beat Solo. He doesn't scare me. I yeah. pinned him one two, three. You're the last one left. Like I'm gonna. The bloodline isn't a family. It's a circus. And I'm gonna bring that tent around you. Like when we meet at Crown Jewel, something like that. And like, and that point, Roman's rattled. And like, he, and that's how the segment goes. He doesn't. He does not win, in inverted commas, no. the segment. He is absolutely put in his play, and it's Jimmy that is the cause for that. Like, I'm kind of joking about the receipt, but it, that's pretty amazing booking. Yes. I don't know if on the back. But, like... Uh, I like love it. A scene along those lines where Jimmy wrecks it. So even if you could believe he had credit in the bank, he's completely blown it, right? And LA Knight's had the last word, the whole deal. And then next week's SmackDown could feature Roman in segments, in bits, whatever kind of questioning, uh, is he right? Is LA and I actually correct about this? Like what, taking a bit of a look at the bloodline as a whole and being like, and you think he's going to be mainly focusing on Jimmy and you think he's going to be thinking about this bloody receipt and he's going to be thinking about how this clown has been dancing around the SmackDown this last month. And then, just when you think he's going to be like, I'm so annoyed that, like, hee-hawing idiot from LA has gotten in my head. Uh, Like, that should have never happened. I cannot sanction that for five minutes... Like I did not look like the head of the table. And look, we're all here and we know who's to blame for it. Me. You solo. I can't <gasps> believe you lost to him. I can't believe you just and like Jimmy Uso's in the background. He was expecting to just get like both barrels. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah <break>. solo. <laughs> so I, I would like it to I would like Ellen Knight to win this night as a way to get you to a bit of Roman doubting himself in the go home stuff. He probably spheres it like spheres? <laughs> sphere? brain probably hits him with this fear uh it's like the go-home thing like he did a couple of weeks ago yeah look how easy i can knock your lights out but let's have ellen out win this week by questioning what is to be fair like a crumbling bloodline we're not in a situation now uh, we're not gonna have this one today but why i wanted cody to win so much is because they were an empire the usos had lost and now roman could fall like it's on its ass the bloodline's become a joke like Now's the time for an LA Knight who shouldn't really win. We talked about the Jinder Mahal comparison, didn't we? Yeah. Like, there's, he's not got loads to be able to offer, but he can talk this group into doubt. I think uh, LA Knight should goad Roman into saying,
2: Solo's not coming to Saudi Arabia. I don't need him. And Jimmy's sort of like, oh, cool, so I'll be there. Mm. He's, well, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but effectively, have LA Knight say, look, you wouldn't be champion. I'd be fighting Cody Rhodes right now if it hadn't been for Solo. Never mind anyone else, Jimmy or Jay or anyone like that. Without Solo, Mm. you are a vulnerable champion. And I've already beaten him. And he's like, I don't need Solo. He's not going to Saudi Arabia. And he's like, cool, we'll put that in a contract then, shall we? That's good. I like that, yeah. And then Roman basically has to decide whether or not he wants the Loose cannon that is Jimmy Uso yeah. by his side in Saudi. And that may be in Saudi Arabia is where Jimmy proves himself again. Mm-hmm. And Roman has to acknowledge him as we've booked previously.
3: Yeah, that kind of gets them through war games or whatever. Aye, oh, yeah, I could see that, you know. Uh, Solo, on that, this might be in your notes, I don't know. Solo and John Cena, when are we thinking that? I was going to
2: ask if, if you thought John Cena was doing Crown Jewel. Because this is sort of towards the end of his run that had been suggested. It was sort of generally... What, October time? Yeah, they were talking like
3: 8 It's 12 weeks. But I even think that was sort of like scab adjacent. I think they were like based (laughs) based on that on their projections of how long the uh, the WGA and actor strikes and all that would go on. So I don't know. Um, They've got to run it. They've got to do it now. They've done enough to build this match. And I believe, again, I've said this on multiple podcasts, I genuinely believe that SummerSlam latest, if not before, WWE knows what it's doing. Like, we can say that some things feel organic, but Mm -hmm. like Sami Zayn in 2022, sometimes they're just booking. And I feel like a lot of stuff, we've seen evidence of it, especially on Raw, a lot of things just feel really well planned out. Yeah, Like, things are going from A to B to C to D to E, and these aren't just a bunch of wrestlers in linear Mm storylines. They are constantly overlapping with each other. John Cena has basically come back and, like, let's say he loses to Solo Sokoa. The John Cena comeback story isn't... Oh, yeah, he came back and he lost to Solo Sokoa. The John Cena comeback story is he came back, he interacted with Cody Rhodes, he parlayed that into interacting with The Miz, parlayed that into... who was feuding with LA Knight and thus interacted with yep, LA Knight. Yep. What he really did was get LA Knight over that last hump to prep him for Roman Reigns, and then on his way out, put over Solo Sokoa. Like... That's the difference between a Vince McMahon-John Cena run and a Triple H one. Exactly. Because a, a Vince McMahon one is, right, you're going to kind of fart about and say, hey, great to be back in so-and-so, and then you'll fight Solo Sakura and you'll lose to him, and then the day of it, will be like, actually beat Solo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just see what we do out there. Like, <laughs> this has been a very, very different run in that respect, and I've really enjoyed it as a result. He's brought star power to the shows as a guy that is more than willing to um, like reduce himself a bit yeah. physically, like stand in the background. Unless, of course, they decide Solo's
2: not going to Saudi. Mm. They were going to save Cena Solo for mania, let's mm-hmm. say. But we still want Cena to work the show. You know, he gets a singles victory on telly after what happened last week on the road, maybe next week or this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead they say, it's Saudi. Let's just have legend versus legend. But they do Cena Triple H or something like that.
3: They did. Cena Triple H, they've done. Uh, so they've seen Triple H at the Greatest Royal Rumble, and they also did. They called it like the last time ever, um, Orton and Triple H. That was it, uh, yeah. yeah.
2: So maybe, I don't know, John Cena fights another legend.
1: It's time, it's time
3: to play the game! Time
0: to play time to the game! Play game. <laughs>
3: Video viewers will know because you can watch this podcast as well as not this nope. one, but you can watch most of our review podcasts on YouTube. Now, we'll know that early this week, there was great celebration when you mastered the two-handed crotch chop when we play that game. Yeah. What happened today? Laziness.
2: Ah. Pure laziness. Is it a seating arrangement deal? I, I like sitting fake when there's only one of you. Yeah. I just face you. Ah, that's really of course.
3: Awkward and I'll just I get it, yeah. So I have the uh, WWE alumni page open in front of me. No, I've never noticed this before. And what I really like about you, because I always had to assume that it was a myth, or either that or I just didn't have much going on down there. <laughs> you know those, like, books that manspread really obnoxiously? Mm. You've got your legs crossed now, and you know what you're doing? You're just sitting there, you're not going, Oh bloody hell! My like, balls are so it's, big. It's in the way of my massive dick and balls. No. I, I don't believe anyone actually has that problem. No. <laughs> like, and if you do have that problem, for Christ's sake, don't reach out to me because my <laughs> ego can't take it. But like, yeah. I thought it was like one of those things people did at school they'd be like, oh, I can't cross my legs. Yeah. I'm joking. i crush it down there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's served its purpose now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the alumni page open in front of me. Uh, when you're ready, tell me to stop putting on between one and four. And that. If not so, <laughs> is who John C. faced as a crown jewel. Love this,
3: love this. Stop. Okay, oh, I don't like that noise you make. Two. Uh, Pro Evo rules, of course. Oh, great! All right, uh, Even better because right now you've got the bunny,
2: <laughs> not the
3: one from AW, not the draw, the no, one from Adam Rose's Rose entourage. We'll go again. Stop. Ooh. One. <laughs> A newly discovered uh, hero of the office, Mm -hmm. Tatanka. Ah, shout out to Andrew Pollard, the biggest thick Chris devotee amongst us. Tatanka versus John Cena. I don't hate it. And it's made me wonder. I, I'm gonna twist, okay. but I am gonna when we get back in the office just check cage match to see if they interacted Jones Tanker's brief. You know, like in 2016, like 2000, 2006, 2007, they might have been in like yeah. not that Cena was in a Rumble, but they might have had some on screen time. I need to know that now, so I will be checking that. He box. did come back in 2016, didn't he? he did, oh, he's in the he did the Battle Royal he? because thousands of people, millions of people the world over stopped everything they were doing and went, "That's a Tanker." Yeah, uh, stop. Oh. No Ooh. twists left, have I four. Now nah, do it again. Okay. <laughs> stop. <laughs> Two. Nah, do it again. Oh Christ, alright. Oh no. Stop. Uh I'll have, the, the no twist fresh is great. <laughs> <laughs> One. Uh, oh Jesus Christ. Stop. Uh, uh, okay, okay. Go on there. One. One more? Two. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, we're not totally calm. We don't put these people on these shows. Well, you might do after this, because it's going to be John Cena versus Marty Jannetty, boys. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. I'm <laughs> oh, checking out. Come on. <laughs> if there's one thing Marty Jannetty <laughs> wants to be remembered for for his wrestling career, it's wrestling John Cena. Fuck <laughs> it. I know he's like bless him, he can't get around that easily now. The payday will help him out, no end. And check out his podcast if it's even a thing he said it was, but I mean he says a lot of stuff.
2: Right, Bianca Belair's back. Yeah, let's get out of there. Awesome, uh awesome return mm-hmm. on last week's SmackDown. Uh obviously EO Sky, Charlotte Flair. Really good main event yes, last week. Strong. Um I sense this is just setting up another triple threat for Crown Jewel. Uh
3: I was thinking the tag.
2: Oh, yeah, or a tag, sorry. Yeah, I was thinking,
3: thinking that they can they're gonna do the multi woman for a bail on raw. Yeah. So you can do this without a title. Um Dakota Kai's not good to go, is she? said. the Big right, faces don't need a three. See, I think this would just be the tag. And fine. Like, it's I'm so wary of saying this now because I don't like getting embarrassed when I'm 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 wrong all the time. But like I feel as though they're finally fixing women's wrestling. Maybe in WB. But five it's, women's
2: matches on a show that drew more viewers oh, than AW
3: Dynamite. No, NXT Sweet. doesn't count. NXT's the 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 industry standard in North America. <laughs> I, mean, I absolutely I'd like I I can't pretend that I'm watching Impact every week, but I mean Even then, like, five matches on a single show, all of them with stories. And multiple other characters featured as well, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Main roster, I mean. Raw and SmackDown just lately have felt like they've got a little bit of focus back. Like, Mm. not all of the characters are hitting. We kind of had a laugh with Nikki Cross. And it's hard to work out if Natalia is being insincere or Method. But, like, they featured these people. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, there's, like, her sidekicks and stuff. So I feel like they're getting there. And I want to believe, after last week's main event and just how hot Bianca Belair's return was, that the same thing is happening on SmackDown. It cannot just be a cycle of uh, champion versus challenger, champion versus challenger, and go again and go again. It just can't be. You have to tell some stories. Um, When you do do champion versus challenger, you should still be telling the stories anyway. Look at Becky Lynch's NXT title run. Yeah. How fantastic has that been in this tiny little bubble of a thing? So I I think you do the tag match here because I would rather we learn a bit more about the uneasy alliance between Bianca Belair and Charlotte rather than have them straight back in a triple threat fighting each other. Let's have them beat Damage Kataral to justify that down the line one of them can get a title shot again, whether it be Charlotte again or whether it be Bianca Belair. But in the meantime, just establish these two as friends because a few units here and there might make a women's more games match credible. Yeah, like, that we're not there yet. He needs to get a frigging move on. And, like, to be honest, it's Triple H's biggest failing since 2022. Like, in this year that has been objectively WWE's best in forever, but subjectively for me has been their best in 23 years. Mm. Like, the one gaping hole remains in the women's division. Um, And War Games is at very least a good excuse to feature a minimum of 10 in a mega high-profile match. So establish... Charlotte and Bianca and damage Kataral as rivals, and then there's two each, right? Yeah. Then pull three from Raw or whatever and do a women's division one.
2: Yeah, I've got to, got to agree, to be honest. Uh women's war games, I don't want brand warfare. We're gonna talk a little bit more about this in no. wrestle culture.
3: Good guys and bad guys.
2: Yeah. Like you've got judgment day, bloodline stuff for mm-hmm. the men, in terms of women, yeah. Damage Kataral plus Rhea Ripley plus
3: Nia Jax. You've got right. Like, Literally pulling this out of my ass. What about if it's a Women's War Games opener, Zelina Vega gets injured, uh, Rey Mysterio and Santos are supposed to team elsewhere on the card and Rey says, no, I need to take Zelina to hospital. And then you've established, like, Santos, mm. you've abandoned me for somebody else. Oh my God. The friggin' LWO. Like, and it's just like, and that's like one angle for one moment on one show. Like, just good guys and bad guys. Keep it simple, stupid. Speaking of uh,
2: the LWO, it's Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Apparently he's... uh this week good enough to tag with <laughs> Uh taking on the Street Profits after last week and the beatdown and Carlito making the save and that wonderful subtle tease of oh, Carlito thank you so much mate. I love you cheers mm-hmm. uh, uh it's the slow burn and it's brilliant and obviously you've got Logan Paul who may make an appearance here mm-hmm. after teasing an attack last week just outright yeah I want to do it now Uh, To maybe cost them this match or whatever. Um, Because obviously he's waiting in crown jewel for the US title.
3: Yeah, is there a... um, I would say this is one of the matches that feels like... Let's test how much we're in the new world. So last week I was very cynical that Charlotte and Io wouldn't get a finish. Mm -hmm. Because they didn't want to take the title of Io, but they didn't want to beat Charlotte. And they did beat Charlotte, even though it was still to inform the Bianca Belair angle. This is what you should be practicing. Mm -hmm. Give us the finish, even if the match really exists for another reason. I fully expect Bobby Lashley versus Carlito to be added to Crown Jewel tonight as a result of things that happen in this match, right? Yeah. I think that singles match will be added, uh, and the Street Profits need the win. And LWO can afford the loss because it builds a dissension. So if you're going to do the spin-off angles and spin-off matches, just book the finish anyway. Street Profits beat Ray and Santos because... I'd do a mirror of what they've had before. Obviously, last week was a singles match.
2: Mm-hmm. But I remember last time when Bobby Lashley cheated and Dawkins was like, what are you doing? He was like, pin him. And then yes. they lost. Do that again, but there's no hesitation from Dawkins now. Got to finish.
3: Go on. So, a bit of a shock here because he's a champion. Rey Mysterio is the one that gets pinned. Yeah. Right? But I'll tell you how. So, big match. It's all going crazy. You've got Carlito and Lashley out there. So, that's muddy in the waters. That's getting confusing, that sort of thing. And uh, what happens is Rey Mysterio somehow finds himself. Really picture this, dig deep, really deep, on the outside, mm-hmm. on Santos Escobar's shoulders. <laughs> okay, like Maybe they tried a double team move, or he gets knocked off the apron and Santos catches him. Perfect. Yes. Thank you. That's the last thing, last missing piece of the puzzle. So he's about to get knocked off the apron, but Santos catches him. So, thank you. Thank you so god. Thank you. In the meantime, Carly and Bobby Lashley are brawling remember the uh, German suplex pinfall thing in the tag match on NXT this week? Bobby Lashley, German suplexes Carlito on the floor to try and take him out.
1: Oh Carlito yeah.
3: hits Santos Escobar, who subsequently falls backwards oh! with Ramos Serio oh on his shoulder. Oh my that yeah. move, I don't know if you knew this, I'm kind of a moves guy. It's called the electric chair. Yes. It's an accidental one. Santos had him on the shoulders and Carlito's collided. Oh, it's his fault, if anything. Yeah, yeah, he's been suplexed into him. And then, so like, oh, mess of LWO bodies. And Lashley's like, <laughs> great. Picks up Rey Mysterio, hoists him back in the ring, Street Profits get the win, They pin the United States champion, and they're beating the LWO. And then Santos is like, what are f- you doing, Carlito? And Carlito's like, I was clearly being suplexed by this guy. Don't be so rash about it. You don't be irrational. Shut up. You're not my dad. And then, like, and I don't even know if Rey Mysterio is anymore, actually. And he questions everything. And Rey Mysterio, like, the guy that's actually been quite severely injured, but worst, this is just like left. And Carlito's in there helping him. Ooh. And Santos is like, not tonight. Go to my room. <laughs> I love this
2: angle so much. I've got an entirely alternative pitch for the whole thing. Oh, great. Right? So, it's Street Provis versus Rey Mysterio and Santos Escobar. Street Provis automatically come with Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. So, I have a little meeting. Zelina, Cruz, Joaquin, you you chill out backstage. We're not we're on numbers advantage. You're probably babyfaces. So we're not taking it too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Santos, come on. We need help from, you know, a good guy uh, like... Carlito, plus um, done a little bit of uh, business admin, and uh, secured a little bit of LWO sponsorship for us. Uh, a new apple flavored cinnamon toast crunch—is that there?
3: <laughs> yeah, that yeah? Is a Siri, yeah.
2: I don't know if it's already. I think Apple maybe already exists, but but they've got they're the face of that now. Yeah. So I've said Zelina and Joaquin and and Cruz, you stay backstage, but um. Added bonus as part of our entrance, kind of my thing occasionally. The uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot's coming out with us. Good, yeah. <laughs> and uh, all's going well. Like you say, Carlito and Bobby Lashley take care of each other, but it's a straight-up two-on-two tag match, and uh, they're going to win, uh, are the LWO. When Rey Mysterio is setting up for the 619, or he's even hit the 619, and he's going to drop the dime in a second. Yeah. Goes up top. Well, Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot, what are you doing up on the apron? Oh, you pushed him off. Oh, he's been hit with the Street Brothers finisher. One, two, three. Loving it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch thing goes in, takes the thing off. It's Logan Paul. That is great. Logan Paul of Cinnamon Toast Crunch.
3: That is superb. Love
2: it. it. And he's actually like, surprise, uh, you haven't got a sponsorship. We've got new Prime flavour, uh, Cinnamon, Cinnamon Toast, Toast, Toast Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> Cinnamon Toast Prime. Uh, he would do it. And he'd be, he'd be probably... He'd be kind of one of the first guys to pour um, an energy drink over cereal, wouldn't he? Uh,
3: maybe the second. Yeah, I would buy that because... I wouldn't buy it. I literally wouldn't buy it. And I would, in fact, try and stop my kid buying it. <laughs> as I've been trying to do for six fucking months. So Logan Paul knows but What about backwards. Spooky Prime? Uh, that's the hardest to try and push back because even I want to try that because the bottle on the, yeah. the branding is green. Right, When I got for
2: lunch today, if there's a Spooky Prime. I'm buying something in the entire office. For everyone who's come in and worked hard and grafted and come into the office today... All three of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> to get a, a, a bottle of prime.
3: Love it. Uh, I was—I had something else to pitch there. Oh, that was what it is. I think I've got. Um, I think we've got one of our NXT favorites' first main roster feud, and it's with the LWO, because uh, I think DiJack is going to lure Carlito up that oak that he was whipping with his belt. <laughs> so I got. Uh, got them, I love DiJack. Got like a. Uh, and 64 up there, something like that. Like, you wanna, you wanna <laughs> in two, play in 64. Carly is like, yeah, all right. And he uh, he goes up and then jack pushes him out and he's just left in a crumpled heap on the floor. And then like, Ray's there like, what did you do that for, Jack? And he says, huh, I guess the apple does fall far from the tree.
1: Oh my God. Great. You're
3: pitching it to me, you know, it's, it's just, I'm already sold, you're preaching to the choir, ain't I?
1: How
3: <laughs> was the Smackdown preview? Well, they talked about Daft Punk uh, playing the sphere and uh, Jack pushing Collie out of a treehouse.
2: I do remember once there was a thing where Donald Trump did a speech and then they broke it down and he was like, 50% was clapping, so <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> 50% Smackdown preview, 50% any other bollocks that these lads always talk
3: about. And this will be the last time that this podcast is compared to anything Donald Trump does unless one of us happens to mention uh, the United States and your button finger gets itchy. And God bless the United States.
2: Why is that? I don't noise. know. Uh, I, I hope
3: the listeners can't hear it. We've been... I think it's, been I think it's my spine. <laughs> we've been kidnapped by a creaking noise today. And the table? No. No. I don't know. Maybe
2: it's, it might be just me and my joints. <laughs>
3: <see>, ow! It's <laughs> about your knees screaming. One final
2: thing I have to uh, talk to you and pitch to you mm-hmm. is uh, another angle. And I hope you don't say no to this. I hope, in fact... Say the opposite. I hope you say yes, boy. Yes, boy. Because last week uh, the brawling brutes uh, attacked pretty deadly at the spa, mm-hmm. dunked their head in their foot water, and what have you, yeah. and went off to the bloody pub. <laughs> I want the brawling uh, brawling brutes to be served some revenge by pretty deadly tonight in the pub. Turnabout is fair play, boys. Two reasons. Is that a why phrase? I never know if that's. The yeah, right. it is.
3: I think I learned that from wrestling. Yeah. Turnabout is fair play. I don't think that's one we have over here in Britain. <laughs> i tell you why I love that, right? Because Pretty Deadly, as we've talked about, the wrestling should be judged case by case, and it should be judged with things in context. And whilst there has been a lot of criticism, I, I'm going to use this as an example for a lot of things I can tell over the next few months, but while there was a lot of criticism over uh, Adam Cole around at Roderick Strong's house, because those that really feel like characters that should be there, Pretty no. Deadly are absolutely characters that yes. should be in these settings. That's, that's why wrestling's great, because everything can fit everywhere. I love it when those characters live so much in those places that, like Adam Cole and Roderick Strong, you're going, hang on, has Adam Cole gone home or has he just been there for a month now? <laughs> yes. I love the idea that their lives of these cartoons are broadly on pause. So the brawling Brutes have gone, we've got a bloody pint. Job well done, Pete. Let's go. Roof, roof, roof. That means yes. <laughs> like, so they go off to the pub and then seven days later, they're just still having a pint. Like, but you... you like, the hard zoom in on Ridge Holland holding the Guinness. Job well done, our butch. It's like, on, have you just got there? <laughs> Did you walk to a Butch's pub? pints in a bowl. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, I couldn't go to the pub with Butch because I don't like dog-friendly boozes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I said it. You know why I don't like dog-friendly boozers? Because I'm not dog-friendly. I'm um, like dumb asses, dumb bitches. That's what I think of dogs. Um... I'm a, kind of, I'm a kind of a kangaroo guy in the old uh, Dogs versus Kangaroos culture war. I think we made that perfectly clear. Um, especially the jacked ones. I'm not frigging effing with Finn Balor the kangaroo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you've gone again, haven't you? i just remembered. Hey, the, the <laughs> 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 chins <here>. it. Really <laughs> It's just the way he talks to him. I know this is two weeks in a row. I'm so sorry, but it's just the way he talks to me. Hey, get off it. Leave it. It's not worth it. It's, that doesn't get it. The kangaroo doesn't get that bit. You can smack it, and I'm not saying, so, I don't know what the rule is, but, like, you, um, don't punch animals in theory, but, like, a kangaroo that's trying to drown your dog, yes. have a word.
2: I don't like it when people make baby faces look stupid. No. But the brawling brutes are kind of thick idiots anyway, yes. and they, I love them for it. So, I want them to be at the pub. Here, barkeep, two lagers, please. Right? And the barkeep's cleaning a glass, but he's got his back to them. Right? And he, it's got both barkeeps, I should say, have got lovely flowing locks and snazzy shirts on.
3: Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm with you, but I don't know where you're going. Right?
2: And uh, whatever happens, I don't know how they don't see the barkeep's face in all this. Yeah. But there's pints in front of him now. Mm-hmm. And. It's more an American thing, isn't it? It's like bar nuts, isn't there?
3: We don't get them anymore because of that like weird thing that went around. That's probably really true about basically those nuts being full of piss. Yeah, like William Regal nuts. I mean, I'm eating the peanuts. It's, it's covered in piss particles.
2: Well, it's, I, it's funny because I was going to say that it, they they it has his lager. Yeah.
3: Ooh, barkeep, I think you I think
2: the, you need to sort your pipes out. Or oh, I think the barrel's gone. And it turns out it hasn't gone. It, it's not about pint lines. It's about a of piss. It's a The same colour. Elton. Pin. cider, actually, technically, but yeah. Elton Pin. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Butch is like, <laughs> oh well, <laughs> what snacks? Yeah, he's bold of nuts. Yeah, I'm <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he sort of signifies to Rich us a problem with these these uh, selection of snacks in front of us. Like, mm. that's not salted, not dry roasted not cashew or anything like that. Uh, barkeep reveals this in fact these nuts <laughs> uh,
3: and the pretty how's he got his bollocks in the ball of like like he just no he just, no, rub, no, 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 just rubbed it rubbed his
2: nuts on him <laughs>
3: Like when he had his actual balls in the bowl, I was like, I know you pitch pitching possible spots, but uh, anatomically, how is he hiding those nuts in a bowl? And it, like Butch or whoever's done it, wait a minute, let me just eat these peanuts. Oh, wait, there's a full shoot penis in my face. Let me just move that out of the <laughs> way. <again." laughs> oh, wait a minute, they're not nuts, they're testicle nuts.
2: They've, they've, he's rubbed his bollocks on him.
3: Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's disgusting.
2: Yeah. But that's what you get for putting a man's head in his own foot water. <laughs> as, well as, drink, <laughs> as, as well as drinking piss pints. That's what we've always said. Piss pints and bollocky nuts. We've always said everybody knows that. That's
3: like the rule. That's the street rules. Know,
2: you won't you, you you see this coming, by the way, because the bar keeps turning around. It's pretty deadly.
3: I want Swerve. Swerve, bro. What's the one of the ultimate... Not uh, Not now. You're a dad like smash a pint glass over Richard's head. You're a dad like me. Oh yeah, kids uh, change your life in ways wonderful and challenging. And nights out are always a treat; they're never bad. Nights out are never rubbish anymore. Uh, You'll never have a bad night ever again. I'm gonna have a good night tonight. I'm watching uh, Simon Miller kick Joe Henry's ass. I wish I could be there. Um, When you're younger, nights out are. Sorry, when you're without children, I guess I could be of any age, and that is absolutely good. And I wish I was you, but I love my children. (laughs) But uh, that is also a pretty cool existence. Do either the. Freedom to go out whenever you want means that sometimes nights out are just okay. I haven't lived that experience for 10 years now, but they're, they're, <laughs> they're just okay sometimes. But what was one of the worst things that could happen? Say you returned to your alma mater, Chesterfield, or a similar place where you might have enjoyed time. Shout out, like, out Lean Gate Valves. Lean Gate Valves, legends. Uh, big fans of your product, just like you are of ours. So imagine you go back to one of your favorite places. One of the worst things that can happen when you're having to catch up with that specific set of friends and that place has changed. Oh. And, you know, like the, the wallpaper's different. The owners have clearly, like, transformed the place to just in a way that you don't like, yeah. basically. Multiple different ways. Really upsetting, really sad. And you try and, like, remember the past, but you can't because somebody's reshaped it. What if Butch and Ridge Holland are in a... they found, like, an old man boozer. And it's WWE, so it's very. It pretty much looks like the one at Epcot. That's like, ye olde British pub, <laughs> <laughs> come into this very authentic British pub, sir. Hey, Would you God like that? a scone and a fish and chips with your pint? <laughs> picture no. of the Queen. Here, here you go. Here is your picture of the Queen with your bag of macadamia nuts, just like we Brits enjoy. Care for a flagon of what's that one? Cause light. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, and they've got in one of them. And they're just sitting there having a quiet pint. Horse racing's on on telly. And they're picking bets for the day. And then uh, all of a sudden, I mean, you just sat there. And then you hear a coin. <laughs> <laughs> Someone like, go, like, Girls Aloud comes on. Yeah. And like, Butcher and Richard are boring bitches. So they're like. Well, What's happened to me? My nice traditional pub and Pretty Deadly have just shown up and are Pretty deadly up the place. It's gastro pub now. Yeah, gastro pub. A disco light emerges through the <gasps> ceiling. Oh
1: my god!
3: Karaoke machine in the corner. Ladies, you're damn
1: right! You, you can't read a man's mind. mind. We're
3: living in two tribes I'm and heading for, for war. And then that's when they fight because they're heading for war. No notes. Smackdown's perfect. Enjoy it tonight. Tick, tick, tick. Don't spoil next week. Yeah, please. Like, if you're there in person, awesome. Send us your pictures of those. Take uh, a sign, obviously. Get us over. Yeah, take a sign if you're going. <laughs> take a picture of the venue so we can see what hard cameras are with the people in look like. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mean that. The AW crowds look great this week. And I saw people scoring points. They are like, oh, no, where's the concern pictures this week? Because the building's <laughs> In full, <laughs> yeah. you freaks! Like that's why I no was watching it on telly because they were all there. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you pulled it back. I was trying to get us on side. Um, <laughs> well, we'll talk about collision in a bit. We will. I'm looking forward to that. Actually, um, it's a good show. I'll drop lucky this week, haven't I? Yeah. I know that you and Sid have said before, like, "Oh, where they've seen everything for fucking rampaged again." <laughs> we've actually got a card, haven't we? Yeah. Um, all right. Listen that scene. Anyway, lost my point now. WWE's good. AW will be fine. Pretty deadly. <laughs> uh, let us
2: know your thoughts ahead of the show tonight and next week. I suppose. Mm. Uh on That was it. Yeah, don't send us spoilers, but by all means, send us pictures. Absolutely. All that sort
3: of stuff. It's great. We love seeing it.
2: At What Culture WW. I say you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamlet at Michael Hamlet. Follow me at Adam wilman Follow us all at What Culture WWE, as I said. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture wrestling, wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Me and the hamster. uh <laughs> <We'll be fine. laughs> off. We'll what be, was that? I don't know. We'll be back. We'll be back. What? <laughs> Back to preview Collision a little bit later, and we'll be reviewing both shows. What the hell just happened <laughs> on Monday? But for now, has been this Smackdown preview. <laughs> well, thanks to <laughs> Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you soon.